0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When life gets hard, talking to someone can help. Whether it's venting, processing, or getting tools to deal with stress, visit betterhelp.com super and lighten the load. Hey, brother. My goodness, my gracious, you guys. I am a big old fan of a heist movie. So when I found out how the Secrets of Dumbledore plot was going to play out, I was excited. Multiple briefcases, no one knows the plan. Yusuf Kama over there in the enemy camp double agent plot twist at the end it's bunty who has the one true case i even love the very idea that when it feels like everything is going wrong it's actually going right all of you well done congratulations congratulations indeed you know because by going wrong it continues to be completely unpredictable we didn't we didn't exactly do what we were trying to do excellent he'll never see it coming Truly, I've got to say that the story had all of the trappings necessary for constant misdirects, twists, turns, maybe even the occasional perfectly straights. Because, be honest with yourself, who doesn't occasionally love just the good old-fashioned wow, that was exactly what I expected. It's all there. Too bad none of it makes sense. And as such, today we are going to be counting down the top five plot holes in Secrets of Dark. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, HelloTushy.com. Guys, it is officially June, and if it is anything like it is here right now, it is hot and humid, which means there are plenty of sweaty summer activities, followed by refreshing plunges into a cool swimming pool. Because after you've spent an entire day in sweltering heat, do you really feel that much better after just patting yourself dry with a towel. You wanna to get that cleansing, refreshing water, am I right? Well, the same can be said for your bathroom because washing your bottom with toilet paper just simply doesn't cut it. Or even worse, it does. <sighs> Accidental pun, by the way, though. I'm pretty pleased with how I'm sad is going. But honestly, guys, I do have to tell you, having these bidets both in my home and office have made the summer months that much more comfortable and refreshing. And a Hello Tushy bidet will install in less than eight minutes and cuts down on your toilet paper usage by 80%. That saves you money and cuts down on paper waste. Plus our viewers can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you head on over to hellotushy.com super. Once again, that's hellotushy.com super for 10% off your first order and free shipping. One last time, Hello Tushy slash super, link is in the description down below. All right, guys, I think at this point in time, I've just simply had too much time to think about this movie. And as a result, I've just come to the conclusion that not all of it really makes sense. And if I'm being honest, it really didn't take that much thinking. Let's kick off with plot hole number five, Dumbledore's entire plan. None of it works. Let's start by explaining what it's supposed to be, because like I said before, I actually think that it's a really interesting formula for something that could be incredibly interesting. I just don't actually think that in the end it tracks. The problem that they're facing, and it's a big one, is the fact that Grindelwald can actually see the future, which is a really difficult thing to go up against. You know, because he knows exactly what they're gonna do. So how do you combat such a problem? There's actually a rather eloquent solution. Complete chaos. The plan is almost quite literally, don't have a plan. But a highly planned lack of a plan, let me tell you, there's no plan like no plan. That's what I always say. The best plan being no plan. Or many overlapping plans. That's confusion. It's working on me right now. Me too, Jacob. Me too. The idea here is to create so many possible futures that Grindelwald doesn't have any idea which one to pick. And it's a very fun idea. I see where Dumbledore's head is at and the problem is, Well, I guess just let me continue. Each member of the crew gets their own very confusing but also intriguing clue. Things like a necktie or a note that will self-destruct or a wand made of the wood that has only ever been used for the most notorious wizard of all time, Salazar Slytherin. Normal household objects, you know? The hope here is that each of these objects will eventually come into play in some type of meaningful, if not unexpected way. Then from there, everyone scatters. Yusuf is sent to infiltrate the enemy camp. Good, good, I like it. Man on the ground who knows where his true loyalties lie. Bunty takes Newt's case, completely unexpected. He's not gonna like that one bit. And then, Actually, the next four just go together. Newt, Theseus, Jacob, and Lolly are sent on a mission to tell the wizard king a very important message. Do what is right, not what is easy. Did he get the memo to deliver it as half-heartedly as possible? Oh, he did, good, good, good. Seriously, Dumbledore, you don't want like all six of us to do six different things cause even more confusion? No, he'd totally see that coming, keeping all four of you together. That is unpredictable. Plus, I gave Jacob a wand, so, yeah. But doesn't he know Jacob isn't a wizard? Isn't that, should we be concerned about that? It doesn't matter because they don't cause confusion and they are not successful in delivering the message and Theseus gets captured. That's the real beauty of this plan, though. The more that the plan fails, the more it's working. Except what I actually feel like really needs to happen is for six random people to do six random things all at the same time. And then even amongst them, no one knows which plan is going to actually work. That creates a truly random future. Except no, it doesn't. Even if this plan is properly executed, it still doesn't make sense. The future being seen means that the path there is also written. So no matter how random the actions of each of the individuals involved, even if they themselves don't know what they were doing, is always what they were going to do in the first place. Like, do you see what I mean? The future is the future is the future. The only people who are inconvenienced by not knowing what they're doing are the people who don't know what they're doing. Now, on the other hand, this plan would be absolutely brilliant if Grindelwald was, say, a Legilimens, if he could read mine. Then each of the members, not knowing what they're doing, actually prevents any one of them from giving away the grand scheme. Who wouldn't like our chances? (laughs) Oh. As it stands right now, like we're here and the future Grindelwaldsies is here. All we're really doing is creating a bunch of squiggly lines in between, but here and here are fixed points. But actually more on that later. Let's move on now to number four, The Manticore Pit. I mean, this one isn't just the plot hole. It's a literal hole that the plot brings us to. But why? Now, it would appear that Dumbledore knew that this was going to happen because he gives Theseus the tie that ultimately turns out to be a portkey and their escape. But the bigger question is like, what is gained from this side quest at all? Like the whole idea with this particular prison is that it's like, off grid and nobody ever escapes from it, right? So if that's the case, I can totally see a situation where what's actually happening is Grindelwald is like hiding particular secrets about his plan inside of the pit because Who could ever reveal them to the outside world? So maybe Dumbledore knew that if Newt and Theseus could just get inside, they wouldn't know that they were seeing parts of Grindelwald's plan, but either which way, they'd be being exposed to it. Like, it would be one thing if the idea here was that being captured was like your own secret way into the prison, but that's just not it. Theseus gets captured and Newt goes and rescues him. It would appear that that was Dumbledore's plan. Theseus is definitely going to get captured, so we need to give him a way out and Nude can just go save him. Woo. And totally don't get me wrong, like I think that Eddie Redmayne and Callum Turner are like crushing this scene. It's absolutely hilarious. I just don't know why it exists. On that note though, let's move on to plot hole number three, Bunty's entire mission. Or should I say Bunty, who absolutely should have been Tina in disguise the entire time. Ah, in the end, it will all make sense. Like, who does Newt truly trust his case with? Of course, it's Tina, who else could it be? No, it's just Bunty. It's just Bunty. But anyway, that's not even the problem. That's my issue with the plot, not even the plot hole. Okay, so when everybody is on the train and it is time to scatter, Bunty takes Newt's case, something that he is clearly uncomfortable with. Newt without his beast, like, I am truly intrigued here. What is she gonna use them for? And I will tell you guys, it was so exciting when I discovered that the answer to that question was nothing. (laughs) Instead she goes to kind of bully a muggle shopkeeper to recreate six identical cases in two days without the original to use as a reference, which to his credit, he does. Well done, man. You are a master of your trade. Each is just as perfectly weather-worn as the next. Well done. The problem in my mind with this is that this exact same result can be accomplished with magic without bothering the shopkeeper and for free. There just already is something called a duplication spell. And I know what you're thinking, like, and I wanted to think the same thing as well. Like, well, there's a whole bunch of magical creatures inside and it's already sort of a magical object itself. You can't possibly duplicate that, right? Counter-argument, Hermione does this exact thing with Slytherin's locket, which literally contains a piece of Voldemort's soul inside of it. They can't destroy this thing almost literally to save their lives, but duplicating it, no problem at all. On that note, Bunty also won't let this guy even look inside the case at all, which is just ridiculous because Newt has already come up with a solution to this exact problem. Also, Bunty, not for nothing, you let those butterfly get out. Newt's gonna notice that. Don't think he won't. Anyway, on the topic of briefcases, let's move on to plot hole number two, Dumbledore's plan again. The second plan, not the first one. We already explained why the first one didn't make sense. Because plan two is very similar to plan one with a lot more redundancy and possibly even less effectiveness. The plan is for everyone to randomly select a case so that nobody actually knows which case contains the chillin. As a division. This will, of course, then create confusion for Grindelwald's forces who are sent on a wild goose chase. The problem is, is that in order to get to the top of the stairs, you have to go through this portal first, meaning every single person who goes up there is going to have to bottleneck through one location. All Grindelwald's forces really need to do is just guard the bottleneck. That's it. I guess they didn't watch the movie 300. Issue number two here is why use such a recognizable case? It just makes everyone involved look like a target. Why not just use a different container altogether? While are they all standing around that manky old boot? On top of that, this is actually, and I can't believe I'm the one saying this, the ultimate situation to use Polyjuice Potion. They already know what you, and the bag looks like. And frankly, the bag is kind of meaningless. If any of Newt's gang showed up altogether, they would be under fire. On top of on top of that, why not just take a port key to the top of the stairs to begin with? Boom, I'm here. That's a fake chillin'. This is a real one. Election over or begin. Where are we? Don't worry, we'll get to that part. But no, 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 I I hear you, I hear you. The top of the stairs is a non-apparition zone. You have to take the portal down at the bottom. And I agree, that would have been a very solid answer, that for some reason the top of the stairs is like magically protected from magical transportation. So I thought you couldn't apparate within Hogwarts. It's like Hogwarts, there's no way in or out. Except Grindelwald literally apparates out of this space. I guess he's just that much more powerful. Oh. Being me has its privileges. But also, can we even just talk about the bottleneck portal in the first place? Because I feel like there's another problem with it entirely. And that brings me back to good old Yusuf Kama. Because if you'll recall, his whole chaos-causing chore was to go in as a double agent in Grindelwald's camp. The real problem here is that, again, Grindelwald can see the future. He knew Yusuf Kama was coming, so as soon as he arrives, he literally removes the memory of Little Lestrange from his brain entirely. Which brings about a real potential threat. Yusuf is supposed to be a double agent on our side, but the problem here is that maybe without the right memories, he actually might start buying into Grindelwald's plan. A worry that culminates in this scene right here, where Newt finds himself before the portal that he needs to take to get to the top of the stairs. We find ourselves in a good old fashioned showdown. Has he turned? Where do his allegiances lie? still on our side, go good guys. But also while we're here, can I just point out the fact that the entire configuration of this scene also doesn't make sense. Oh no, Yusuf is here. All I need to do is take a step backwards. Like in this situation, Yusuf and his questionable allegiance is not in Newt's way at all. He's behind him. What would have made way more sense if Newt rounded the corner and is facing the portal, but standing between him and the portal, is Yusuf Kama. Now, his allegiance matters. Neither Newt or us, the audience, know where he stands. And Newt is officially surrounded. He's got bad guys behind him and Yusuf Kama standing in front of him. Yusuf could then extend his wand and we're like, oh no, he's turned. But then... Oh man, he did the thing where he was pointing the wand at Newt, but instead he blasted the guys who were standing directly behind him. How cool was that? Questionable allegiance side plot successfully paid off. Too bad, none of that happened. Either way, though, that brings us to the final and biggest plot hole of them all. The Chillin' gets to decide the leader of the wizarding world. Why? To be completely fair, they tell us in the movie that back in the day, Chillin' used to be involved with this very decision. Well, she bows, but only in the presence of someone truly pure of heart. There was actually a time, many, many years ago, with the chillin' shows who'd lead us. Okay, great. But then Anton Vogel's entire argument for letting Grindelwald run in the first place is that then, so the people are actively not choosing him as a leader. Let him stand as a candidate. Let the people vote. When he loses, the people will have spoken. This would be sending a much greater message to the public that they are actively not choosing him instead of not letting him run in the first place. Which if I was one of the other candidates, I would not be okay with. Like, didn't this guy just get arrested in America and then break out? And isn't he currently wanted? All right, yeah, no, 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 he's not because he was cleared by you, the Supreme Mugwump. He is hereby absolved of all his alleged crimes. Nothing shady about that, not one bit. No, 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 yeah, yeah, really cool. But like, also, didn't he just say that the people were going to vote? Isn't that part of like the whole shooting sparks in the air with all the various logos and whatnot? You can't just cancel an election on election day because someone was able to produce a small deer. It says very clearly here in the rule book that we vote by election, you know, the good way, uh, unless in fact, a small deer comes out of the woods, in which case we do need to go with that method. Honestly, it makes it seem like the entire reason you haven't been doing it this way the whole time is because You were not able to find a chillin'. But also it feels like it's been such a long time that an election has ever been decided that way that it kind of makes me wonder like, would the people even know what a chillin' is? Why would they even trust it in the first place? Like the climax of the entire movie is built on this idea that the people will trust whatever decision the chillin' makes. But there's also just no established reason for anybody to take it seriously other than the fact that once upon a time, a long time ago, this is how they determined elections. So I could totally see this as like a valuable campaign tool if you're running for, you know, supreme leader of the wizarding world. Vote for me, I'm chillin' approved. I could have even seen it as a reason to either pardon him or let him run in the first place. hey, look, like, look guys, he, like the chillin' kneeled before him. He's cool. But instead, no, we just go back to the old handbook. If a chillin' is present, no voting takes place at all. Either way, from there, we discover that they were two chillins instead of just one. Another one is able to bow before Dumbledore, which is also kind of confusing and weird, but whatever. No, 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 please. April 4th and Dumbledore are then able to block an unblockable curse and then break an unbreakable vow. And Dumbledore and Grindelwald fight inside of a bubble or something. And then Grindelwald exits magically from a space that nobody else was able to magically enter. Cool. All I'm really trying to say is, good thing Bunty made those briefcases. Am I right? <laughs> No one can know everything, Newt. Well done, Bunty. Glad we got more of you. Also, guys, I want to invite you to Super Carlin Brothers Spirit Week, which starts next Monday, June 20th, and runs through next Saturday, June 25th. Each day, we have a different fandom that we are celebrating, and over on Instagram, you can display how you enjoy that fandom your best way. We have Mickey Monday, Pika Tuesday, Lightsaber vs. Wands Day, Thor's Day, Formal Friday, and the 10 year anniversary of Super Carlin Brothers for SCB Saturday. In addition, next Friday, the 24th, we are going to be having an all-fandom live trivia event here on Super Carlin Brothers' main channel. It is going to be taking place at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you then. Guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you would like to find out why the chillin actually bowed before Dumbledore, you can check out this video over here. Otherwise, until next time, bye!